This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome to it. It's uh, good to have you along in the show. If you're on BC or Alberta, we welcome you into the fold. Here is what's going on today. We're going to get to a lot of stuff, some phone calls, some emails. Our topic is you can't be let go from your job if you can't. Can't be let go from your job if. And we'll get to Lior to expand on that. Lior, of course, here, Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru, to mark in the most uh, positively Googled law firm reviewed in the country. You can check that out anytime. As always, phone lines are open because you make that show uh, so much sweeter. And how do you get a hold of us? You can do it toll free right now. one 9898 We always talk about over the hour things that uh, will pertain to you almost guaranteed unless you're completely retired and not working then you're lucky. But for the rest of us, we're working. And you've got to know your employment rights. You have great rights, but if you're not educated on them, you're going to pass them by. And that's why this show is here. That's why we've been doing it for almost a decade. So please join us, one 9898 with your questions for sure. Bring them on. No question is too small or too big or too silly or too whatever. Bring it on. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to send an email along, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, which has been crafted to be free and anonymous, it is full of employment law knowledge called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You may have heard us talk about and refer to the severance pay calculator. That has been used by over 2 million Canadians. 2 million Canadians have checked out the severance pay calculator. can be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But I will shut up and let Lior start. we got lots to get through, pal. What, uh, what do you got going off the top? Hey, John. Uh, good afternoon here to be talking about employment law and workplace rights and, and looking forward to answering a lot of questions. It's always a, a good feeling for me to know that, uh, you know, maybe we've helped some people. Maybe we mm-hmm. helped ease the minds of, of some individuals. Uh, you know, when workplace issues come up, they bother you. Uh, they, they affect you in other ways as well. So don't let that happen. Call us right now. There are solutions to your workplace problems. There are things that you can do, say, uh, to avoid those problems, make them better, to to stand up for your rights, those rights that you may not even have known that you have. Well, now's the time to give us that call. And we'll, we'll tell you exactly everything you need to know, whether it's a severance issue, whether it's a harassment, bullying. Maybe you think you're being set up to be let go and, and to be fired. Maybe you're, you think you've been discriminated against in the workplace. Whatever the issue is, uh, it starts by calling us right now on this show and of course, I can only take it so far on the shows to, to take it to the next level, to actually get me involved in working and helping you to resolve your workplace issue. That's why we give you my office number, my office email address uh, throughout the show so that you can connect and we can have that private chat beyond what we can do on radio. So take advantage, call us right now and, and let's get started. And while we do that, let me tell you, John, about a couple of situations that came across my desk mm-hmm. over the last week. Uh, I spoke with the lady who, uh, man, this her employer really did uh, mess things up. So uh, she, over the past couple of months, had had to work a lot of overtime. Uh, there was, you know, there were some sh- short some people, and you know, people were off because of COVID. Right. So she had to work a bunch of extra hours. She had never in the past really worked overtime, but over the past couple of months, again, she she had to work a bunch of hours and o- incurred about five hundred dollars worth of overtime over that period of time. So she submitted her time to her employer. She's a salaried employee, by the way. Submitted her time, essentially saying, you know, I want to get paid for that extra 500 bucks. Her employer said, well, no, no, we don't pay overtime unless we ask you to work overtime. We didn't here. So the fact that you chose to work overtime, that's on you. 
Right. Uh, so we're not going to pay it. Well, she pushed back and she said, well, no, I expect to get paid. I had to get the work done. I was a good employee. I did what I had to to make sure work is done and I want to get paid. So they call her into a meeting and what do you know? They let her go. And they say, well, we think you were dishonest. We don't necessarily believe that you worked this overtime. So because of that dishonesty, we're firing you for cause. We're not paying you any severance. Holy cow. So she calls me upset, you know, angry, obviously, and, and really wanting to know what her rights are. So let's break this down. The first thing is with respect to overtime. If she works overtime, you, if you work overtime, as long as it's legitimate, as long as it was needed to do the work, uh, then you have to get paid for it. Whether you're on salary or, or, or hourly, it doesn't matter. If you work overtime, it has to get paid. Now, obviously, if you're not really working, that's a different issue. But as long as it's legitimate, even if the company did not ask you to work overtime, but it was legitimate, company has to pay you. So right off the bat, company's wrong. They must pay her. Second issue is the fact that they punished her for standing up for her rights. That's illegal. You can't punish someone for standing up for their for their overtime rights. We call that a reprisal. It's one thing to say, to, to say, well, we don't agree with the amounts. We want to look into that. But to say, well, for having the audacity to ask for overtime, we're going to fire you. Well, then that's that's beyond just an, a wrongful dismissal. That's a reprisal. There's going to be fines and penalties they're going to have to deal with because of that. And finally, of course, trying to come up with a, uh, you know, a, a nonsense uh, excuse, calling it a, a some sort of a dishonesty when she was perfectly honest. It's ridiculous. They owe her severance for sure. They owe her the overtime for sure. And of course, they're going to have to pay additional damages because of that reprisal. It's an important situation. And it's important for you to remember as well that you have to get paid for overtime. And the law does protect you. You can't just be fired for standing up for your rights. We'll talk a bit uh, about that a bit more later. So very important lesson, and I don't know that this employer could have gotten it more wrong, John. Yeah. Again, calling in now if you have a, a similar story or anything else that uh, you're itching to get out, uh, talk to us right now. Toll free. We're live. one 9898 Lior did mention about reaching him anytime after the show or beyond. That's one 821 For those listening, say, hey, that sounds like me. I've got some overtime I've banked. I haven't been paid for. How far can they go back to claim it? You actually can go back two years. Okay? Wow. You can go back two years to claim overtime. Obviously, you know, if, if there's there's some way to corroborate it. And by the way, it's not even hard to corroborate it because if, as long as you tell your employer that you worked it, unless they can show that you didn't, they have to pay it because it's the employer's obligation to keep records, not oh. yours. So if the employer didn't keep records, they can't say, well, you didn't keep records. You should have. The employer should have. So as long as you you have a, an explanation as to how and why that was worked, that's all you need to. And then you can go back two whole years. What else you got going on today? So uh, another uh, call that kind of made me uh, shake my head. I spoke with a, a lady who called me because she was let go due to her vaccine status. Now, in and of itself, that's not unusual. I've spoken with hundreds of people mm-hmm. over the past six or seven months uh, because of their vaccine status. But here's what was interesting and not unique here. This lady had worked for this employer for about six years. For the entire six years, she was a remote worker, always. Never been to the office, always worked remotely. I think she only showed up in the office maybe for the holiday party. Beyond that, she always worked remotely. Well, she she was told recently that doesn't matter. You're our employee, and our policy is that you have to be vaccinated. 
She said, well, wait a second. What does it matter if I am or not? I'm not there. I'm not putting anyone at risk. I, I live far away. I'm never in the office. Why do you care? Said, no, no, it would be unfair to everyone. So you have to be vaccinated. When she didn't get vaccinated, they fired her for cause. Wow. Ridiculous. So, so John, <laughs> even if she was in the office, arguably the fact that she didn't get the vaccine, it's not cause. But let's, let's put that aside and focus on this particular situation. How can it be cause when she's working remotely? What is she, what is she doing wrong? Who is she putting at risk? It's like saying, well, we have an, a no perfume policy, so you better not wear perfume when you're working from home or we're going <laughs> to fire you for cause. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's wrong. And, and fairness has nothing to do with it because she's not there. She's owed severance, John. She's probably owed about nine months pay. I'm going to help her get it. But really, this employer, I don't know what they were thinking. A remote worker firing them for cause for not being vaccinated. That's just not even close to being legal. And it's not even the fact that she just, you know, has been working at home since the pandemic or it's a, it's a blended hybrid thing. She never went to the office. She's never been there. Most people probably doesn't even know what she looks like unless you've been on a Zoom call with her. So it's, it's, it's an asinine uh, situation by the employer. I can't even believe they did that. You know, in most cases where an employer fires an employee because of their vaccine status, they say, well, wait a second, we want to protect our employees. Right. Uh, you know, think of think of that what you will. At least you can understand that goal. We want to protect the employees. Fine. Well, that doesn't apply when someone is working remotely. So there's absolutely no way to justify that. Not even yeah. close. It's almost embarrassing that they would do that. But bottom line is she's going to get the compensation that she's owed. And I think someone at the company is going to have some egg on their face. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. All right. Welcome back and a good afternoon to you, whether you're a BC or Alberta. Thank you so much for joining us. Lior Sanfiru, of course, is uh, commanding the ship. You want to reach out to Lior anytime, 1-855-821-5900. We're not doing the show. Glad to talk to you. He has a fantastic team with him as well. No problem. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, the website, which is free and anonymous. In fact, you can go there even before you pick up a phone. That's how handy it is. Call Pocket Employment Lawyer. .ca, but here and now, one 9898 the number to, uh, to call in and talk to us for the remainder of this show. Love having you on, so feel free to, to step in and join us. You know, we often talk about, Lior, that, uh, you know, you, you can generally be let go for any reason that the employer likes as long as severance is paid. We, we've been joking for many years. You go into work and, uh, you know, your boss says, oh, you're drinking Tim's. You know what? We're a Starbucks office, so I'm letting you go because we don't like your coffee. Stupid. Would never happen, but if they pay you full pop full severance they can usher you out the door but there's other ways there is times where you can't be let go what do you mean by that so you're absolutely right that the basic general rule is that your employer can let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason so long as they pay you severance and if they pay you proper severance that's a legal termination the law says it's fine we have to get proper severance now keep in mind john that in 90 percent of cases even though the termination is legal in terms of the reason it's not legal because the company doesn't offer, offer enough severance. 90% of the time when you're let go, even if the reason may be 100% right and legal, company's still wrongfully dismissing you because you're owed more severance. But so that's why the focus usually is on severance when you are let go because the reason doesn't really factor in. Maybe it's a bad reason. Maybe it's even a, a dishonest reason. Really, so long as severance is paid, the law says that's fine. But there are situations which we're going to list where despite of severance and, and regardless of severance, it's still illegal. The company is not legally allowed to let you go. So we're going to talk a bit about some of, some of those situations so that you know 
what to do and what what it means if you're ever in that situation. We'll be getting to those and in between those and more importantly, the phone calls always come first. In that regard, Darren, thanks so much for uh, for standing by for a moment this afternoon. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. What's on your mind? So I got a situation brewing here. I'm on my way to Fort McMurray. I'm working as an employer and uh, I've been tasked to train a much um, skill or a much less skilled employee. I have uh, quite a few years' experience behind me. He has none. Um, nevertheless, the poor gentleman does not listen very well, and we don't get along very well. And uh, due to that, uh, they have extended my probation period from three months up to six, as well his. He and I are not on the same crew. We only uh, co-work together during overtime. And uh, this has created a, a loss of pension, loss of RSP, loss of benefits, and loss of way, uh, uh, a 6% raise. Um, when I confronted the supervisors, they just told me it's because I don't get along with one individual. Uh, is there any rights behind that? Does that sound right to you? Because I've been kind of scratching my head for, for several weeks here wondering whether whether that was an acceptable answer from my supervisors. And like, how does that sound so, to you guys? So, Darren, are you, are you part of a union? I am not. Okay. And, and you've been there a few months then? four months. It was a three-month evaluation that they've extended to six months because I don't get along with one guy who I've been tasked to train who doesn't take my instruction very well. And I take it that what you mean is that uh, you would have expected after three months to for the pension to kick in and for pay, extra pay to kick in, and that's kind of been put on hold now because they've extended the probation. That's, a, that's exactly correct. Okay. And I don't think so the only way they could because I don't get along with one person. Right. So the only way they could do that, the only way they can not give you the raise or not have the pension kick in is if your employment agreement, if you sign an employment agreement, if it specifically allows them to do that. So if it specifically says that we have the ability to to extend that period of time and delay the pension and and, and the extra pay, then they could do that pretty much for any reason. But if it doesn't say that, they're now in breach of contract. And you could potentially take legal action. The question is, do you want to, because you're still working there, but it would be illegal. So it really goes back to an employment agreement. If you never signed an employment agreement, then no, they cannot do that. If you signed it, you have to look and see what it says. And if it doesn't say that, then no, it is illegal what they're doing. That's exactly what I figured. Okay, thank you very much. I got your phone number jotted down here, and if... uh something uh ends up happening you'll be the first call thanks darren awesome darren good work and appreciate that and uh just in case help at employmentlawyer.ca help at employmentlawyer.ca no darren's got it but i'll give it to you if you're listening as well one 821 5900 that is how you get a hold of lior and his team so uh don't hesitate to do so and uh, get some uh some clarity on your particular issue but here now just like darren you got time one 9898 to call into the station and talk to us would love to talk to you as well just like you did with darren okay you can't be let go from your job if here are some of the situations you cannot be let go for your job uh, for discriminatory reasons that sounds obvious but break it down for us and it is you know one of the more obvious ones but it's mm-hmm. important to remember that that irrespective of severance irrespective of how much severance you're offered it's still illegal for an employer to yeah. let you go for discriminatory reasons. So what I mean is you can't be let go because of your 
age or your ethnicity. Uh, you can't be let go because you're, you have a disability. You can't be let go uh, because of your religion. All those things are illegal. Now, discrimination doesn't mean that uh, they let you go to, so they can hire their cousin. That's not discrimination, but age, ethnicity, race, disability, etc., those are discriminatory reasons. And, and in fact, not only can you not be let go, let's say, because of your age, that can't even form part of the discussion. It can't even form part of the reason. So if a company says, well, we had five reasons to let someone go, one of them was the person's age, it's already illegal. It's discriminatory. It can't right. be any part of that. So what happens if, despite what I said, you're let go for discriminatory reasons? Well, that's a human rights violation. So beyond just severance, company's going to have to pay human rights damages, which could be substantial. In some situations, you may even be able to get reinstated. Uh, there's ways, if it's a significant human rights violation, to get you reinstated with back pay. So bottom line is, uh, no, discrimination not only is illegal, there's consequences for doing that. And no amount of severance, John, is going to fix that. And it, it, this is really where they should be calling you because the average person is not going to you know, walk up to their boss or whoever let them go and they're going to admit it saying, oh, yeah, that's why I let you go. Tough beans out the door. That's where they need your technique, right? Absolutely. By the way, you would, you would be surprised some, some employers actually have admitted that. Uh, huh. but, but you're right. Most employers are not going to admit it. But sometimes, you know, if it, it, it's obvious, you know, if it kind of yeah. looks like it and, and it, 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 there's really no other explanation it can be very, very obvious, but definitely, if you think you're being discriminated against, whether you're being let go or discriminated in, in other reasons, yeah, we should absolutely talk as soon as possible. Always grabbing calls when they come in. Lawrence, thank you for standing by for a moment. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Beauty. Loving it. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I'm calling for my wife. She's a little nervous about this, and she's going through the labor board and everything. In December, she was working at a job for four and a half years, administrating payroll, everything. And in December, there was one of the workers that got into her private email while she was not at work. And uh, the boss, the the manager, um, after that, she found out about the guy getting into her emails. She put a password on her email so nobody could get into it. So being that... It was her private email, but she was using it at the company for company work. The boss got mad at her because he couldn't have access. He, she gave him the password, and then afterwards, after Christmas, he fired her. She was there for four and a half years, and she was saying that he had just caused to fire her, that she's not getting severance pay. Well, Lawrence, she why is she, why she, she at the labor board? That's the worst thing that she could be doing. Uh, yeah, well, she's trying to, I told her to call you, I, I was listening before and took the number down, and I told her to call you, and she said, well, we're going to go through the labor board, and then they no, said, no, well, no, we're, we're, we're if she's successful, Lawrence, she's going to get four weeks pay, she's probably owed six months pay, if not more, so she's wasting her time, obviously that's not cause, and any day, any moment that she's wasting her time there is, is another moment in her life she's not going to get back, and it's just going to cause stress, etc. So, Lawrence, she needs to give me a call. This is going to be very easy to resolve. I could probably have this resolved in a week and a half or two weeks. So have her make the call. I'll help her. 
All right, welcome back to it. Yeah, Employment Law Show continues. Plenty of time for you to pick up that phone toll-free and talk to us, ask us some questions, and uh, get that monkey off your back, right? one 399 And we'll continue with the calls. Always our top priority. Uh, Arabina, how are you today? I am well. How are you? Excellent. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Thank you uh, so much for hanging on. Oh, not a problem. I was wondering if the contract that I had was uh, legal and maybe if I am owed more money, but I'm not sure. So um, I had a position as an in-home mentor and I was my, in my contract it says that I am a volunteer. So I was given an honorarium monthly um, and then also given two days off a month um, for free. But if I if I wanted to go more days than that, like if I wanted to go on vacation or something, I'd have to pay the person who would replace me eighty dollars um, per day. But if I look at my contract and I divide how much, like the month by how much I'm making, it's way less than eighty dollars a day. So I was wondering if that was legal, or maybe because I'm a, a vol- considered a volunteer, you know, it's a different scenario or what. So the first thing to to think about is whether, in fact, you've been misclassified as a volunteer. If you just by signing a, a contract, it tells me you're probably not a volunteer. Volunteers don't sign contracts. Employees sign contracts. You know, if you right. have a, a a regular job that you have to you know to to attend, you have responsibilities, and there you can't just decide whether to come in or not to come in. You're likely an employee. And how many yeah. hours do you work a week? Well, it was 24 hours a day because if at any time, if, even if I'm out of the house, they message me or someone needs me, I have to reply. And also at night, if the people come home at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, I'm the one who's going to be there to take care of them. You know? So, Arabina, so, I'm going to make it very clear to you. You're an employee. Not even a question. I'm not even debating this. I'm not saying maybe you are an employee. And that means a few things. One of the things it means is that you have to be earning at least minimum wage, okay? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. At least minimum wage. They also have to pay you for overtime. They have to pay you for vacation pay. Uh, you know, they, they have to make sure that uh, you have certain vacation time off uh, and, and they have to deduct taxes off your pay. They have to do all those things. It's not an option. So right. the question now becomes, what do you do about this? So. There's, there's three options. Option number one is you don't do anything and you continue. I don't know why you would want to, but certainly that is an option. Yeah. Option number two is uh, you, you file a complaint uh, with the government, the, the Ministry of Labor. And, right. and they'll come in and they'll decide you're an employee and they'll fix that. Or option right. number three, a letter from me to your employer should get that resolved as well. So you have well, a couple you, of options to get this resolved because, no, that absolutely does not appear to be legal in any way, Arabina. And the, But the thing is, they let me go. They let me go saying that, you know, oh, we're heading off in another direction, and that was it. Ah, okay. How long were yeah. you there for total? Oh, for four years. <laughs> so number one, you're owed severance. Number two, you're going to be owed potentially back, back pay, uh, overtime, vacation pay, so let's you and I speak. For that, the Ministry of Labor can help you. For that, I need to get involved. So the good news is you still are able to get this resolved. It's not legal. It's not even close to being legal, and I wouldn't let anyone get away with that. So, Arabina, 
I want you to connect with me off air. We'll give you that information in just a sec. And then let's sit down, go over everything, and we'll get to work helping you. Okay, that sounds perfect. I'm glad I called. We are uh, tremendously glad you called as well. That's exactly why we implore people to pick up a phone and give us a call and don't let things just uh, drift away without answers. There's several things uh, that that employer did wrong right from the start, right? Well, first, you know, we talk often about misclassifying employees as contractors, but there's also a way and very common to misclassify employees as volunteers. It doesn't work that way. You know, like, remember my rule, if you look like an employee and act like an employee, you're an employee. And calling you a volunteer doesn't make you one. Calling you an independent contractor contractor doesn't make you one. So, yeah, right off the bat, this employer set it up in an illegal way. And there's consequences to that. And I'm going to help her with that. And, yeah, I hope she reaches out to me as soon as possible to, to have that discussion. She will for sure, no doubt. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the way to uh, to do that and help at employmentlawyer.ca through email. But here and now, still got some time. Toll free to call into the station and talk to us, just like that. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Just bring it on. We'd love to. I'd love to talk to you. Back to this. So there's uh, there is situations where you can't be let go from your job regardless of severance. Another one is this: you can't be let go for trying to enforce your rights in the workplace. No kidding. Absolutely. And we touched on this at the beginning of the show when I talked about the week that was. So generally speaking, yeah. you know, the, the, the whole idea of having laws is that you have the ability to try to enforce those laws. Because if you, if you have rights, but you get punished for standing up for those rights, well, what's the point of even having the rights? So our laws understand that. And because of that, if you stand up for your rights, if you demand your rights, you can't be punished, you can't be let go, you can't be disciplined. We call that a reprisal if that were to happen. So if you believe you're owed overtime and you demand overtime, you can't be punished even if it turns out that you were wrong. If you think that vacation is owed to you, vacation pay, and you demand that, again, you can't be let go. If you're uh, asking and demanding your employer investigate harassment against you, you cannot be let go. None of that is legal. So you have what I call the the dome of protection, this invisible dome that protects you from anything bad happening to you. And if the employer still, despite that, does something, well, the the, law is going to come down quite hard on that employer. So you cannot be let go. We're talking about situations where you cannot legally be let go. You cannot legally be let go for standing up for your rights. Always feel comfortable advocating for yourself. Always feel comfortable demanding what the law says you should have. Uh, it's one of the most fundamental concepts of employment law in this country. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Toll free is how we do it. We'll get to uh, to Brent in Langley, BC, and uh, we got him there. Go ahead, Brent. How are you? Not bad, yourself. Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, a lot of the trades, uh, you know, were on call. And uh, we don't get paid unless we go out. Is that okay? Yeah, in, in BC, that's okay to do that. So you get paid when you actually get called. Uh, some provinces have changed that and guaranteed a certain amount of minimum hours. But in, in BC, that is, as the law stands right now, your employer can do that. Oh, that's no fun. I know. Ah. I hear you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. 
Thanks, Brad. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call again. If you want to reach out with any other concerns uh, off air with Leo, I'll give you that number just in case. One eight five five eight two one. 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Another reason, well, you know, you mentioned this about reasons you can't be let go regardless of severance, and you touched on harassment. That, that sometimes is, uh, you know, can be a little dicey to to prove, and sometimes, like I mentioned before, someone's not going to come out and say, oh, yeah, I've been harassing that guy. I'm, you know, guilty as charged. <laughs> Again, it, it doesn't matter, though, does it? I mean, if you bring that complaint about, you can't, you can't be fired even if you're wrong. Listen, harassment is a serious thing. It's a real thing, and it's, unfortunately, it's a common thing. Uh, so if yeah. you're being mistreated, harassed, bullied in the workplace, you have the right to have your employer deal with it, deal with it swiftly, and get, get it resolved. So it starts by you telling your employer about this. And when you tell your employer about this, you cannot be punished. Not only can you not be punished, your employer is legally obligated to take it seriously, to investigate and to make all measures or to take all available measures to fix that problem. So you should always feel comfortable advocating for yourself, especially in a harassment situation, before it gets worse, before you have to uh, either you know quit or before you have to go off for, for medical reasons. Don't let it get to that. Advocate for yourself. And if you think your employer is not doing what it's supposed to, you pick up the phone and you call me. That That is sometimes the situation as well, right? When it's the boss maybe doing harassing, then you feel stuck, don't you? Yeah, oftentimes you just say, well, who am I going to talk to? You know, the owner of the company is harassing yep. me. Yeah, we have HR, but HR is not going to do anything with the owner. So what do I do? You're right. In that situation, dealing with it internally may not be an option. At that point, we kind of skip some steps and you call me and you let me deal with it. Uh, but bottom line is you don't just uh, ignore it. You don't hope that it's going to go away on its own. It's not. Uh, so pick up the phone. Let's talk and let's make sure that the harassment stops. Getting right back to it. More reasons why you can't be let go from your job, even if they're giving you severance. That is on the way in just a bit, but the call's always priority. Next up would be Ziggy. Hi, Ziggy. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm very well. How are you? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, I was self-employment for over 30 years for like a co-op setting, doing a maintenance work, like, uh, you know, on call, paid by hours. And I never was paid any holiday pay or now the co-op is in a rebuild mode which is everybody get moved out and I lost my employment and then my question is do I uh, deserve or to supposed to pay me any, any severance or something so Ziggy uh, you said you worked there for, for uh, 30 years were you working exclusively there just just there or were you working other places too I was from the beginning. I was working from the other places as well when I was a little bit younger. But uh, lately, for the last, let's say, five years or so, exclusively for one place. Okay, exclusively for for them. I understand. Uh, and you say you they let you go. You don't work there anymore. Well, what it is, they made a deal with the developer, and, and because it's an old place, like a bunch of townhouses, and now will be rebuilt. It will be put at. Uh, few towers on the same spot and uh, the people original members will still move it back in after the, it's a, it's a building build in so and this is like a, a co- cooperative se- settings right and, Sorry, uh, so i'm not sure i understand w- w- are you still working there no no and, and it wasn't your decision they they decide for what doesn't matter the reason but ultimately it's not you decided not to work there they they told you you can't work there anymore uh, 
there, there was no no work because the places were rebuilt. So every, everybody moved, and it's no no work there. And I understand. Yeah, I got it. They, I got they, it. They, they, yeah. So that's so that's Ziggy. There's no question that you were an employee. Uh, whether you were an employee for 30 years or for some lesser period of time, I would have to have a, a more in-depth discussion with you, but not even a question that you were an employee for, for a number of years. So number one, you're yes, you're owed severance. And if you're an employee in the eyes of the law for 30 years, you potentially are owed two years severance, 24 months. Beyond that, yes, you are owed overtime, you are owed vacation pay, and you can go back two years for that. So there's a lot of things that you wrote here. You, you clearly were misclassified. You, you really don't work that. somewhere for 30 years self-employed. It just doesn't happen. You, you were an employee, Ziggy. So we need to connect to, to discuss this and and help and get you get you some help. Yeah, from the beginning, I got only a contract for half a year for a trial, and and after that, I I keep working, and they never re- renew my contract, and I was just yeah. working 33 years in that same place. Ziggy, yeah, you, you're an employee, not even a question. You, you start working for six months, 33 years later, you're still there. I understand. Uh, <laughs> okay, l- l- let's so, connect, uh, Ziggy. You're owed significant yeah. compensation here, overtime, vacation pay, and, of course, potentially as much as two years severance. Okay. So how I can I contact you? I'm going to tell you right now, Ziggy, it's really simple. The phone number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I'll give that to you again, one eight five five. 821-5900 and if you want to email that is help at employmentlawyer.ca yeah employee 33 years I'd say he's pretty much an employee so uh, make sure you reach out and get a hold of uh, Lior for sure moving on down the line Diane thank you for uh, for hanging tight how are you this afternoon uh, not too bad how are you great to hear it we're, uh, we're excellent what's on your mind well I was uh, employed for uh, 23 years with uh, a company and um, then I was let go and they gave me um, only, first of all, they only gave me uh, five months of severance pay, which I got a lawyer, and then I was able to get um, 18 months out of them. But I was I was never deducted. They never deducted any unemployment insurance. I was never paid for any holidays, like uh, stat holidays or anything like that. And I was just wondering if that is part of the requirement of when they release somebody that they don't have to pay you for any of that. So you weren't getting that paid as an employee, or you didn't get that paid as part of your your settlement agreement. I'm sorry. What was that question? So I'm saying you said you were you were never paid vacation, etc. You, you you didn't get that paid as an employee, or yes, I did. So when they released me, they were only giving me five months severance pay plus my vacation pay. Right. That was owed. So. After 23 years, I said, I'm sorry, but that's not legit. That's, I, I require more than that. So I did hire a lawyer, and I, I was able to get 18 months total, but they never deducted any unemployment insurance. So of course, I couldn't, I couldn't collect unemployment after the severance pay no, was that's paid not out true on a monthly no, basis. No, that's not true. No, 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 no. Uh, they, they don't need to deduct uh, EI from that payment. And yes, you can apply for EI once your severance runs out if you're still unemployed. You absolutely can. But no, they, they wouldn't have to deduct. It's called what we uh, a retiring allowance. So there would be no deductions for EI or for CPP from that severance amount. But yes, you can qualify for EI, absolutely. Well, I was told I couldn't because I phoned um, um, the uh, Alberta Service um, EIA and I was told no. 
Well, you can't right now because you still are getting paid. But once the 18 months runs out, then you can. The 18 months ran out on uh, December of uh, 2020. Okay. Then you inquired. December of 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I inquired in January of 2021 to, to collect unemployment. And I was told, no, I can't. No, you absolutely can. I'm not sure exactly what lines of miscommunications there were, were crossed. Maybe they didn't understand exactly what you were saying to them, but you absolutely can, and happens all the time. Uh, once the severance runs out, you can absolutely get EI, and and that has nothing to do with the fact that they didn't withhold uh, EI from that 18 months payment. They they didn't need to, uh, and like I said, you may want to talk to your to your lawyer about that, but you absolutely should be able to get uh, EI. Oh well. Isn't it, is it not too late now? Because I, I, was, I was going back and forth with the government for over a month and my old employer, and I, every time I took that path, I was told, no, you do not get it. Well, if you want to reach out to us at the office, we can happy happy to chat with you and see if we can help you. But yeah, absolutely, you can get EI, not even a question. Diane, appreciate the time and the call. And, uh, yeah, that number, which uh, you'll probably use, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. A couple minutes to go. Let's get into uh, an email or two. We'll get to uh, to Patrick. Writes in and says, Hey, Leora, I was recruited by a very large company from a job I had for many years. I was just let go 10 months after I started because they said, well, I wasn't a good fit. How much severance am I owed? So in, in, in most cases, we'd say, okay, what does a, a, a 10-month employee get for, for severance? And we'd say, you know, mm-hmm. maybe three months, four months severance. But he was recruited from another job. And this is what we call often inducement. So what happens if you're employed happily, you have a job, long-term job, not looking to leave, but another company comes and they eventually convince you to move. They make you some promises. They say, okay, come work for us, please, please, please. You finally relent. You go work for them. And you know what? It doesn't work out. They let you go. Well, what happens in that situation, because they recruited you from another job, now they have to account for your previous service when it comes to paying you severance. So for him, he may have only worked for the company for 10 months, but let's say he had 10 years with the previous company. He's now a 10-plus year employee, and they have to pay him severance on that basis. Obviously, I'd want to see his employment agreement and see if that that somehow gets changed in that employment agreement. But important for everyone to remember, if you're recruited from another job and then let go, you may be owed enhanced severance that recognizes your time with the previous company. Yeah, you mentioned that employment agreement. That's one of those things where you should look out for if you're being recruited, that the new employer doesn't have it in there that we won't recognize your past service, especially if you've got 20, 25, 30 years with a prior employer. That could go south really quickly, right? For sure. And you also don't want to be on probation. Why leave a secure job only to take another job and be on probation? And you want to be mindful. Don't agree to terms that limit your severance if you leave Mm -hmm. a secure job. I'd say go beyond that and negotiate really good severance terms if you're going to do that. If you're not sure how to do it, give me a call. It's a great call today. We appreciate everybody taking the time and grabbing a phone as we're done for another show. You want to reach out to Lior and his team. We uh, we tell you to do that anytime. It'll be good for you. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca and the free anonymous website. It's amazing. Called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us right here on the Employment Law Show.
The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.